Good everyone, this is Rita Joyne and welcome to the Unbox Your Give podcast, how to turn a passion into a profession. In previous episodes, I've spoken about emotional intelligence and specifically I've spoken about self-awareness and self-regulation. In today's podcast, I want to speak about that term of emotional intelligence called empathy and what that is. Now, just in short, emotional intelligence is about understanding your own emotions, understanding others' emotions in your environment and making decisions from that. So in other words, in my opinion, all emotional intelligence is, is a decision-making muscle that's based on how you're feeling and the feelings of others around you. So it's based on just decisions because decisions transition you from I'm staying at this job to I'm leaving this job, I'm starting my new venture, I'm starting and traveling the world, I'm gonna go create videos, I'm gonna go start a podcast, I'm gonna become a designer. That's all decision and all those decisions are predicated on how you're feeling. And here's what I'll preface to that. In the previous episodes, I've spoken about the marshmallow uh, experiment and I'm only gonna mention it quite briefly here because I have spoken about it before. The marshmallow experiment was taking three to four year olds and putting them in a room separately, individually. Researchers saying to them, here's a marshmallow if you wait and don't eat this, Uh, I'll be back in 15 minutes. And if you don't eat it, you'll get two marshmallows. Turns out that those who did not eat the marshmallow, who waited the 15 minutes and were rewarded with two marshmallows, later in life when they were 18, they did were much more well-adjusted. They had more friends. They got higher marks. And then in their 30s, when they went and found those same three, four-year-olds again, now in their 30s, they were much more financially free and abundant. And that all was predicated on the fact that they could delay gratification, delay the gratification of having the marshmallow straight away to waiting 15 minutes and therefore they could be rewarded with two. That's emotional intelligence. That decision for that four-year-old, three-year-old to not have the marshmallow was predicated on the fact that what they were feeling. Now, obviously, they had emotional intelligence in that they were unconsciously or consciously taught that by their parents to delay gratification in terms of waiting for gratification for a higher goal, meaning two marshmallows in their instance. And that ability to withhold gratification, that decision-making was able to really propel them a lot faster forward than those who didn't have that skill set and weren't able to harness that throughout their life or throughout until their 30s. And as a result of that, weren't very well adjusted. So that's why I say that emotional intelligence is based on decisions and your decision is based on the emotion that you're feeling. Because put a marshmallow in front of a four-year-old, they're definitely going to want it. Right? Like there's just no chance. But say to them, wait 15 minutes and I'll get two. Now you're deploying decision-making muscle based on the emotion of what's more important, one now or two later. And so... That's so-called self-regulation, that part of it. Self-awareness I've spoken at length about, which is the ability to understand yourself, the ability to understand how, uh, how you and your emotions affect others, your limitations and your strengths. What I haven't spoken about is empathy. And empathy is all about the ability to understand and shape the feelings of another, to teach someone else your point of view, to have a sense of curiosity, and to explore and to use your heart and not so much your head. And one point of empathy that I've really come to realize in my years of uh, coming out of corporate and now starting my own thing 
doing my own thing and working on that. And that is that empathy goes in two fashions, being kinder and being curious about yourself because that then builds self-awareness and being kinder to others. And here's what I mean by being kinder to others. Well, when I say being kinder to others, it means practicing forgiveness. There's this really great talk that Vishen Lakwani did about how to not allow anyone to mess with you. And he has a very, uh, a much more profound name than that, but I won't mention it. Uh, a lot more, um, was, it's a swear word. I'm not going to say because it, it just doesn't feel right. But it's, it, the essence is how to not allow anyone to mess with you. And the way that he did this is, was when every night, when you, before you go to sleep, if you forgive the people in your life who have done you wrong, forgive from the waiter who might've, you know, brushed you the wrong way to the big thing, the catastrophe that happened to forgive anything that charged you, that created a charge within you, that brushed you the wrong way, that just didn't sit with you right. There's nothing too small. And in the evening, if you just take a moment to just start forgiving people and, and finding out why they would do that thing, even though, there is no reason why they, anyone should have been that rude or been that short or been that snappy. There's no excuse for that. But if you could just step into their shoes and look from, the, look from their perspective of what was going on in that moment in their mind. And he talks about the fact that he was uh, his business partner, one of his employees embezzled. It was quite a lot of money in his company. And what he did was he was very hard to forgive that person. And so, but what he tried to do was to, because he knew that any charge that he had, any challenge, any resentment, any ill feeling he had towards someone would eventually hurt him. And he actually did, um, became part of a study that showed brainwaves, how they became more relaxed once forgiveness was in place. And so he found it very hard to forgive this person who embezzled a lot of money from his company. But what he realized was when he started to forgive and look at why, what would, motivate someone to embezzle to steal a lot of money from someone else and he started thinking well maybe he grew up in a in a household as a child that didn't have a lot of money maybe he grew up thinking that this is the only way to gain security in life is to steal from someone else made and so can you see what he's doing and he's making excuses for the perspective of not for the sake of it but for the sake of what could have been the reason why someone would have done this even though it's just uncalled for. They're like, there's no reason why anyone should. It's, it's, it's just, it's pathetic. But when you can actually step into someone else's shoes in your own mind and be able to see it from their perspective, then you're able to forgive. Even with the waiter who was, who took your order so abruptly and was just so rude about when you asked for the specials, maybe he just realized that someone, his long-term relationship of his wife or her, her husband broke up. Maybe she has to fly to another country to see an elderly parent and she just doesn't have the money to do it. And that's just burdening her. And in that moment, she had to serve your table and she was short. You see, like you're making up that because now you're finding it easier to forgive that person when you can just maybe understand their world. And by bringing yourself across that world, that's where empathy is deployed. And here's how it becomes a superpower. It becomes a superpower because it releases the charge it has within you. It releases the charge it has within you. And once it does that, that's when you're able to deploy more self-awareness about yourself. That's when you're able to deploy more self-regulation. And the self-regulation is, you know, 
understanding your inner dialogue, underlining, controlling your impulses, controlling your behavior, because you come from the perspective of understanding where someone else is from. And that's really, because it's people say, forgive someone, forgive someone. It's really hard to do when you just, there was no reason why that person did X, Y, or Z. But when you can come from the place of this may have been why it doesn't excuse the fact that they did it doesn't excuse it whatsoever, but this may be the reason why. And based on that reason, I'm able to see it and I'm able to just let go and forgive because the forgiveness is for you. It's not necessarily saying to the other person that what they did was right or what was, it was okay. It's not saying that at all. Forgiveness is all about you. And it's not about anything other than valuing a relationship, valuing your own mind, valuing your own harmony versus valuing your ego. And you may come across that it may have been your fault or it may have been a mistake that you had made. But apologizing doesn't mean you're wrong. Apologizing means you value a relationship more than your ego. And I've got to say, anytime I've had a charge with someone in the evenings when I go to sleep, I don't do it all the time because I forget, but it's very good practice when I remember to lie down and just think of like this morning, I, I went through that practice. I went through the practice of forgiving anything that I had a charge towards, anything that I felt tense around, anything that I felt an towards, anything that didn't sit with me, anything that I felt was rude, anything that I felt was uncalled for. And I started to just to forgive that person and look at it from their perspective of why they would have done what they've done. And by doing that, I can release it. And it doesn't make it right and doesn't make it okay, but I, I can release it then. And when I release it, now I'm more able to become more self-aware of myself. Now I'm able to understand my strengths. Now I'm able to interact better. Now I've got, you know, my brain space is freed up and I'm not bogged down by how dare she or how dare he or how could that. And it, because that takes up energy. And when your energy is taken up by that emotion and, it, and as it piles up over days, months, weeks, years, as that energy piles up, it becomes like a huge big fat burden and it turns into overeating and it turns into an addiction of some sort, overworking, it turns into resentment, it turns into a lot of, a lot of things that had to, does nobody any good, especially you and I, especially the one, the person that's carrying that. And so the best practice you can give to yourself and you can teach someone else is that ability to have an, an audit in the, of an evening or of a morning of anything that they're charged by, anything that they're like, by anything, I call it, uh, it's, my, it's my word, my sound word for it, anything that really disrupts them. Uh, and just find reasons as to why that person did it. Like, and just doesn't excuse it. And once again, it doesn't excuse it, but why they would have done that. Like, can you imagine someone embezzling a whole hundreds of thousand dollars from you and you trying to work out the why would have building empathy towards that so that you can be released from that, not the other person, but you can be released. And by when you release that other person gets released by default from you anyway. And that frees you more than anything else. And I find that that is huge, especially when we're on this trajectory of turning a passion into a profession, when you're on your own road and you're creating your map of how you want to really exercise your skills, your capabilities, 
what you want to do in the world, you're creating your own map. Because if you're not following someone else's map, then you're creating your own. And that's the whole process of passion to profession. It's uh, something that you are drawing up and you're drawing it up as you're doing it. Like you're building the plane as you're flying it, right? And as you're drawing this up, a huge part of it is understanding your emotions, building awareness, building your self-regulation. Because when you follow someone else's map, you know when you need to, uh, you, you know, like when you've gone to school and then you've gone to a job and then you know that job has level one, level two, and then to get, become the team leader, then to become the manager, then to become the director. You know that there's a, a map to follow. And that map, if you follow that along, you know, kind of, you kind of know what strengths you should have. You kind of know what habits are going to get you there. You kind of know, you know, but when you're creating your own map, that requires a separate level of emotional intelligence. That requires your own understanding of your strengths, your limitations, because you're creating it and you're discovering it for yourself, about yourself. You're discovering your own things. You're discovering your own behaviors in a way you hadn't had before. And you're developing them and you're cultivating them and you're improving them. And that's emotional intelligence. And that's also the part of empathy where if you can free your brain space up for other things that are more important, free your energy up, free your time up, free your effort up, because that, all that is taken up by thinking of that, those things, however small or big they might be. That's when you can free up your time to become more in tune with turning a passion into profession and focusing on the map rather than he, she did this wrong. And it could be, it could be very much wrong, but that still doesn't support you. This is a way for you and I to support ourselves and to build emotional muscle and, emo and mental toughness. And resilience. Uh, one of the things in my research that I was looking at is Olympians. One of the things that they are very good at, or athletes in general, one of the things that they are very good is called what's called an arousal state. And please don't take this the wrong way. It's not anything sexual. Arousal state is they need to be at this level of state. They need to be at this level of flow for them to hit that ball really well, for them to hit the tennis racket really well, for them to be able to swim the fastest, for them to jump the highest. They need to be at a certain state and they need to understand what that state is. Number one, that's in the state that they're going to perform at their optimum. And when they're working on that court or they're going into training and they're not in that state, they need to understand how to get themselves into that state, regardless of if they've had an argument that morning, regardless of if they've, they've got to learn how to do that. And one of the things in my research that I found out about them was that they understand. So if they're having a very low arousal state, like they're just low in energy, I don't know if I can do this kind of way. They have to understand how to get their energy up to that level where it's the, their optimum. And it's, if it's through listening to music, if it's listening to incantations, if it's listening to a mantra, if it's, they have a strategy. And if their energy is too high, in other words, they're going out of an aggressiveness of too, having too much energy, they're going to hit the ball too hard, it's going to go out of the court or jump too high and that could cause an injury. They have to learn how to bring that down to that, back to that optimum. And that requires maybe deep breathing, meditation, quiet focus. They have a strategy. And it's the same for you and I. We may not be athletes, you know, passing a ball or, you know, running around, you know, on a court or on a field, but we definitely are, have an optimum state. And the way to get to that optimum state is our responsibility to work that out for ourselves. And that's where emotional intelligence comes in, especially I feel for women, especially I'm learning about emotional intelligence has really made me understand about my, made me reflect and understand about myself. And I'm passing this on to you so that you understand that when you don't embrace empathy for yourself, 
and for someone else, you lose that optimum level. You, you, you give in to distraction. We give in to frustration. We give in to impatience. We give in to how dare you. That could be all well and said and done and justified, but it doesn't serve you and I long-term. And that's where this exercise of empathy comes in, of forgiveness and finding reasons why that person did what they did and then letting go through that means. And so when you can do that, you're deploying the greatest skill set you can to just free up energy, free up mind space, free up space so you can turn your passion into a profession. So I'll leave it there, guys. I hope this has been of benefit. I hope this uh, actually helps you to be able to really counteract anything, any negative charges you have, because once they're piled up and you can tick them off, like take on one a night, two a day, whatever it works for you. But once you can just get rid of the pile, that's when you can free up space to just really be a full expression of you rather than a limited expression of the pileup of dirt, right? A full expression of you reaching your highest potential versus the limited addition of you. So let me know what your thoughts are on this episode. Let me know what your thoughts are. I'd love to hear a review from you. I'd love to read a review from you. I'd love to know your how you're finding the podcast. Please let me know because you telling me is my understanding that this is actually helping you, is telling me that this is supporting and when you can tell me you support me, it may encourages me to give more and pour back into you. So please let me know by emailing me, Rita at unboxyourgift.com, if there's any topics that you would like me to address. And your reviews, I would love to read them. Please let me know and I'd love to engage with you to see. Now, the other thing is that if you would like me to help you understand what your passion is, to unbox it, to turn your passion into a profession. And if you're at that stage, then please let me know by emailing Rita at Unbox Your Gift. And I can coach you on a live podcast session where I can take you through the full breadth of, I don't know what I'm doing. I've got two options. I don't know which one I want to do. Do I want to know what my passion is finally? Any of those things, let me know and we will schedule a time that's mutually convenient and we can um, get coaching so that someone else can learn from your example and that your, your domino effect is you just coming on the show and allowing me to coach you through that, mentor you through that so that by the end of the show, you know what your passion is. How exciting is that? That's totally exciting. And for me to be able to take you through that journey. So, if you're interested in that, email me, read at unboxyourgift.com. And as always, thank you so much for listening. I truly appreciate you taking the time, the attention to delve deep into yourself, to turn all things from passion to a profession and unravel this beautiful thing called emotional intelligence that once we work that muscle, we become the, we tap into the full potential of who we are and expressing that. So wherever you are in the world, whatever you're doing, my advice to myself and to you is that life is a gift and together with empathy, let's unbox it. God bless.